Hello and welcome to The Mat, the podcast where we talk about wrestling and what's going on in the world of wrestling. I'm your host, Leroy, and I thank you for joining us. If you used to follow this channel, we used to have wrestling stuff, and I switched it up to news kind of stuff. So this is going back in a different direction, not just going over the matches. I mean, we might go over some of the matches some of the weeks, but not an in-depth thing of going over all the matches, but more or less... Different things that are happening in wrestling. Different things that interest me. And I've been waiting to do this. I wanted to go off on a few people that are in the world of wrestling. Different um, people that speak about it and stuff like that. Actually, people that are involved in the business. I uh, just had a few that I wanted to talk about. And, you know, just get some stuff off of my chest, so to speak. I am going to do a second podcast this week. Which is going to be more or less like, um, what do you call it? It's going to be more or less like, a, um, not necessarily a news, but more along the lines of like, just talking about different topics like um, politics and stuff like that. But in a much different way than just going over the news like I used to do. So definitely, definitely join us for that, of course. Just fix my microphone here for a second. There we go. Got everything set up here. Um, well, i just been listening, you know. I kind of, at work or on the way to work in the car, stuff like that, I kind of just listen to some of the podcasts out there. Some of the, um, I, I, I don't really listen to any kind of um, podcasts about politics and stuff like that. It's mostly wrestling-related stuff. Um, Keeping It 100, Jim Cornette. I always make sure I, have, I listen to all the Jim Cornette podcast the drive-through and the other ones so that is a must for me every week keeping it 100 i'll listen to bits and pieces right here and there um booger t i don't really listen to his i kind of listened to a little bit of the AEW podcast the other day because i finished the jim Cornette ones and i didn't know what to listen to i'm just trying to find something a little bit different but about the same topic, of course. But, uh, and also, you know, I'll listen to a little bit of Conrad Thompson over there and stuff like that. Not a real fan of his. I don't really care for his, um, what do you, I guess you would call, um, I'm trying to think of exact words you would say, but I, I don't really care for his, um, what do you call it? Um, I'm on the loss of words right now. His style, I guess you would say, or his um, voice. I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not a huge fan of Conrad Thompson. I like listening to some of the people he has on. Um, of course, some of the people he has on kind of annoy me sometimes. But I, I, you know, I can listen to the guy. He's not completely horrible. But um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his his stuff he does. I know he does several, just like um, what is it, Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, um. I think he works with Kurt Angle too, or, or somebody else works with Kurt Angle. Um, also, I think that's all he does. I'm not actually sure. I don't really pay that much attention to him. So he can uh, 
hate me if he wants. I could care less. Um, that's what that's what more or less both podcasts are going to be about. More speaking your mind and not caring what people think. Just speaking and talking about what you have to say and what's on your mind. More or less the wrestling as well as the other stuff on the other podcasts. It's going to be straight talk still, but it's going to have a little bit of a twist to it. So be prepared to check that out, please. But um, now, first off, I'd like to go over Eric Bischoff. Or as I like to refer to him as, bitch off. Um, you know, I know he just sits there. You know, he's not that relevant anymore in the world of wrestling, except for podcasting. He's not really there, like, doing stuff, like, with AEW. I mean, I think, what, he's on one or two of the AEW shows, showed his face, and then he started talking smack about them, and I guess... They kind of learned their lesson and said, you know, let's not have this guy back again. Who could blame them, of course. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't care for his little stick, I guess you would say. That's what, that's what I was looking for when I was talking about Conrad before. I don't care for their stick. Um, you know, he's, I just find it funny. And, uh, we'll, we'll get into somebody a little bit more and you know they always talk about the marks and the fanboys and the people that pay attention to this but guess what these are the people that are buying the tickets these are the people that are buying the merchandise these are your viewers so saying that they don't know what they're talking about or what they don't like or what they like and what they don't like is pretty funny because guess what they're the people that's paying your bills they're people that are paying for you to go to big arenas or they used to pay Eric Bitch off because, you know, he used to be relevant in wrestling and actually was part of WCW. And he can, um, I mean, I don't care for Vince Russo, Vince Russo either. So I don't care if he insults him, but what I'm saying, I mean, I don't care for his podcast as well. But, you know, more along the lines with Russo is, uh, He's another one that sits there behind a microphone, and I know I'm doing the same, but I'm different in a way because I wasn't in the business, and I'm not putting down everybody else's business. You know what the best part of having more than one company and having different people and different companies doing stuff? Competition, because you know what? Competition creates. And, you know, I'm more on the wrestling side than I am on the quote-unquote sports entertainment side i know they use it as a little chuckle there with both um wwe and aew so i know it's kind of a little chuckle about it like you know look it's sports entertainment where sports entertain nowhere wrestlers so i think that's kind of funny but you know eric bischoff can sit there and bitch off like he usually does and um he can say how it was all rinse of Russo and this one and that one's fault. And I don't remember if I did this or that. He could say that all he wants. But guess what? You're just as much responsible for running the damn place into the ground as Russo is. Because you know what? You sat there. You twiddled your freaking thumbs. Collect the paycheck. And obviously not worthy of the paycheck you were collecting. 
honestly, if you're, if we're being honest, you weren't worth the paycheck that you were collecting, obviously, because what did you do? You ran the damn thing into the ground, and then you sat there and went, well, well, Russo was doing this, and Russo was doing that, and Russo was, like I said, I can't stand Russo either, and I'm from freaking New York, and I know a lot of people don't like him because of his New York accent, and, you know, the way he says, bro, bro, guess what, not all New Yorkers say that. A select few do, yes. But not all of them do. So, I'm not going to say bro. Okay, bro? So, we're not going to have that on here. That's for sure. And I haven't really listened to Rulers puts down AEW. Not to say AEW doesn't have its faults. Of course they do. But guess what? All the companies have faults in different stuff they do throughout their... <clears throat> Sorry about that. Throughout their um, shows genres whatever you want to call it all of them have faults all of them have shortcomings and guess what it's always been like that even when wcw was on top and bishop bitch off was saying that he was the man because he took all these guys from wwe and he did this and he did that and blah 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 even when that was happening guess what just like always, bitch off. You had a lot of stuff that people just scratched their head at and went, what the hell is he doing and why? And not to say I wasn't into the NWO. Believe me, I was. After a while, I wasn't. Because it kind of got boring and repetitive. And everybody and their mother was in it. So, it didn't really make sense. It was an exclusive club and it wasn't like... They had certain people that were in it and involved with it and stuff like that. It wasn't really that anymore. It was more along the lines of <clears throat> everybody that needs to get over, just put them over there. He's a friend of mine. Stick, you know, stick him in there. Which, you know, we won't go into it yet, but we will get into it. Disco. Um, Disco is another one. I, I like keeping it 100. I like the other guy on there that hosts it. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't think of his name on the top of my head. I know he works with Raven, too. And I like Raven's effect. It's a little bit different than the others, so you get a little bit of differentness there. A little bit of, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, a little something different to add to your listening pleasure there. And I like a lot of this stuff. Not everything he talks about. Sometimes he gets a little too silly. And I'm just like, what the hell am I listening to? But for the most part, he's pretty decent. He got a lot of cool stuff, interesting stuff that he speaks of. Um, it gets a little bit off on some weirdness and tangents, but it's fine. But um, Disco Inferno, man. There's another guy. The jobber that was actually let into the NWO because he knew somebody. He could deny that all he wants. But guess what, Disco? I'm coming at you, too. Um, like I said, I'm a fan. And guess, like I said, too. The fans are the ones that pay your fucking bills. So, deal with it. But, um, we're the ones that pay to see you. Your autographs, your merchandise, whatever it is. So, get over yourself. Because without the fans, or the marks as a lot of people like to call them. Without them, you're nothing. No one will come to pay to see you. No one will want to listen to you. No one would want your autograph, your merchandise, or anything like that if it wasn't for 
the fans, because they're the ones forking over the money to see your shows, to see your uh, your your podcast, your merchandise, to see you at a signing, wherever you know, wherever you're at, anything like that, or you know, expedition match, or just speaking about stuff, and on a panel, even not even on a podcast, but the reason why you're there is because of the fans. So, Eric Bischoff, Disco Inferno, they can all sit there and say, well, you know, man, you know, I don't know about these fans and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Like I said, especially Al Snow, because he complains all the time about people not in the business having a podcast or having something to say about wrestling. Guess what? Like I just said, if they weren't paying to see you, you wouldn't be making any money. You wouldn't be who you are. You'd just be some guy sitting in a freaking coffee shop or something just relaxing there. You would be nobody, basically. So remember that. The people that keep you relevant, keep you who you are, and keep paying to see you. As sorry as you can be at times. But the people that pay to see you, they're the people that make you who you are. So you could complain about how, oh, they can't talk about a match being like this or that because they're fans. Guess what? That's how you started off before you were in the business. You were a fan. If you weren't a fan, why would you get into it in the first place? Jim Cornette wasn't technically a wrestler, even though he was in wrestling matches. The man's a genius about wrestling. Do I agree with every point he makes? No, I don't. Not at all. Some of his stuff is completely great. Brian Last, who's with his, his co-host... I sometimes don't like what they say about certain people. And I'll be like, oh god, why do you have to say that? Like, you make me not like you. But I get past it. I move on. And they'll say something that I enjoy. And they also point out very good... They point out things that I didn't really realize until they pointed it out. So, it's... I guess it's like a learning for... Or a learning situation for all of us. Just like with Conan. He's another one. He'll point out stuff that I didn't really think about. And, oh, yes, I'm on Keeping It 100. I have Nick Aldis on there. Really enjoy that. I like I'm, I like Nick Aldis. Hopefully, he goes to some company, makes a good living with this, and, you know, has some good stuff with it and everything. He's a really good performer, has the look, has everything. He's, uh, to, I know it's a little ripoff of somebody else's name, but he is a total package for wrestling. Um, of course, we weren't behind closed doors. We didn't get to see or hear what happened between him and Billy Gorgon, Corgan. But, um, whatever it was, hey. But anyway, getting back off on on things with Eric Bischoff, this completely ripping a bitch off. Um, completely ripping apart AEW, saying this and that about them. And he says in the next breath, well, you know, I really want them to succeed. I really like... You know, the people there, and other blah, blah, yeah, you're kissing ass to try to get back on their show, so you're relevant again, because, obviously, WWE's not gonna have you back anytime soon. Maybe for some anniversary thing or something, or some small little, uh, appearance, something like that, so, you're gonna be sitting there in your house, in your little, um, little office over there, talking to your buddy Conrad over there. I'm sorry, I... 
I like listening to the people that Conrad has on, but just Conrad is just... <sighs> he's another one. He's only in it because he's related to Ric Flair. It's the only reason the man has a podcast or anything to do with professional wrestling. I know he's a fan, just like I am. Just like so many people that have podcasts, like rock culture and stuff like that. This is a really great news, or um, that's the only one I can think of on top of my head. But um, people like them, they give a lot of news, a lot of good information. I love listening to them. Do I agree with everything they say? No. If you're going to agree with everything someone says, then there's really no reason to listen to it. Because guess what? You're not going to learn something. So that's why I listen to some of these people. But Eric Bischoff just rubs me the wrong way completely every time I listen to the guy. He just sits there and cries and complains and says how great he is and how horrible everybody else is. But then he'll throw in, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really, like, not that, you know, I, I, I did this wrong and I did that wrong. So he's the narcissist that tries to play off not being one, but... um. And I thought it was pretty funny how he went ripping into Jim Cornette, how Jim Cornette's not really relevant, really didn't do anything in wrestling. Arguably one of the top um, managers of all time, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people who are out there's opinion, one of the top guys um, as far as manager goes, the man is a walking um, encyclopedia of professional wrestling. For all you kids out there that are listening to this and don't know what an encyclopedia is, Google it, put it in the Google machine because it is a book that just basically tells you you look up different things and you're able... Oops, sorry, hit the mic there for a second. But it's basically a book. You look up a topic, you look it up, and it tells you different stuff about that topic. Before Google and... All these search engines and stuff, we used to sit there, open up these encyclopedias and these books about stuff, and we used to get all our information out of that. So you would have a large set of books. If you go to a library, you might see them. I know we went to a library sale giveaway type thing, and they were giving away a giant encyclopedia set, and I was tempted to just take it just to have it to be cool. I thought it'd be cool to have it in my office or something. This is a conversational piece, but probably every now and then I would look at it. But yes, saying Jim Cornette is not relevant in wrestling, didn't do anything in wrestling. The man wrote, um, ran OVW, created some of the biggest names in professional wrestling, helped them, um, you know, get their craft together, get their personality together, and everything like that. Kane, um, who was originally Unabomber, um, Kane, John Cena, Baptista, Brock Lesnar, all these like big, big names that made it big. Would they have made it as big as they did with the gimmicks they have if it wasn't for Cornette teaching them the business behind the scenes? Um, also, being a relevant and very big part of TNA at one point, um, Ring of Honor, I mean, that was some of the best times of Ring of Honor when he was there in the background running some of the shows. So you could argue that all you want, Eric, but guess what? You can't argue proof, because no matter what you say, there's a lot of people out there that will back up Jim Cornette and what he meant to the business. 
I listen to him and Brian last and talk about different they'll they'll go off if you listen to them you should check them out if you haven't they'll go on different programs of old days I mean there'll be a few little wrestlers here and there they'll mention I'll be like oh yeah I know who that is they'll be mentioning stuff I don't know who the heck they are and they guess sometimes not all the time they'll guess the year the state where they wrestled and everything just by a program and reading off who was wrestling and who was refereeing it they would guess you know they won't say the the area but they would just guess off the top of their head and i think that's pretty freaking impressive because i felt like i knew a lot about wrestling i feel feel like i don't know nothing when i listen to these guys so before you throw stones eric make sure your glass house is secure because if you listen to them and actually listen to what they do and how they how knowledgeable they are about the sport You'd really know something, and you, maybe you'd actually learn something about wrestling. I know you only care about the production part of it, but guess what? A true wrestling fan is going to care more about the matches, more about the presentation of the wrestling, presentation of the character, than they are going to pay attention to the show quality and the, you know, the fireworks and the pyros and the music and all that. That's just an edit little feature to everything and that brings us to our next guy over there that i'm gonna go off on book a t who states that give it two to three years and AEW gonna be out of business brah or however he talks i used to like booger t when he was a wrestler believe me i loved harlem heat i was a harlem heat fan i i i i particularly enjoy I know there's not a lot of people that enjoy it anymore, but I particularly enjoy tag team wrestling, FTR, one of the greats. Um, that's one of the ones I enjoy the most, but FTR, different um, tag teams of that genre. That's what I like. The Briscoes, they're only in Ring of Honor, yes, but guess what? They're one of the best. And they're a total package. They got the whole thing. They got the promos down. And that's another thing that makes a great wrestler. But Booker T to sit there and go, oh, they're going to be out of business. Guess what? That little company that you kissed the ass of, Booker T, was complete garbage. Until AEW came and gave them some competition. And guess what? Competition creates great, you know, great television, great wrestling, great programming. It creates a little bit of everything. And for your ignorant self over there to sit there and put them down constantly. And mind you, there's a few ca- people over there. Or, well, I wouldn't say characters because that's kind of a off thing to say if you take it the wrong way. But wrestlers that are there and their personas, I guess. That's a better word we'll use. Personas. But the personas of some of those wrestlers over there, you helped create Burger T. So guess what? You're saying they have such crappy product and they have such crappy wrestlers and they have such bad TV and stuff. You're guilty then because you created some of the people that are there. You helped develop them and their developmental things. So I guess maybe people should stop going to your school then because you're creating pretty bad things because you just completely rip apart this show. Although, if you really look at it, 
And it's the only factor is because you want to sell your podcast. You want to be a corporate kiss-ass to WWE because they pay your bills. I don't blame you. If I had someone like that paying my bills, I'd want to do that too. I'd be a corporate kiss-ass. Actually, no. I wouldn't. Because that's not me. I'd rather make it on my own and speak my mind and speak the truth than to just speak what some corporation is handing me. Because guess what? That corporation could cut you tomorrow. Book. And you'd be gone. And you'd be running on to the next thing. And then you'd probably be ripping them apart because that's how you are. You just want to rip things apart to make what you're doing and where you're working to look better. And those people are actually the people that don't make things better. They're the ones that make things worse because they can't separate themselves from the place they work, speak the truth, you know, speak the truth, speak from their heart, speak from their minds, and examine things with their minds. People like that can't do that. They just sit there, kiss the corporation, and that's it. Now, actually, I saw that Stone Cold has a podcast. I haven't listened to his. So maybe next week, listen to a little bit of Stone Cold. See, hopefully he's not a Booger T corporate kiss ass. I don't imagine he would be. I just can't picture him being like that. You know, his persona, the type of person he is. I don't know. I can't say for sure he is or he isn't because... Yeah, I haven't listened to the podcast. I'm not going to go talking about somebody or talking about a podcast unless I listen to it. And most of the stuff, I used to listen to Booker T a little. But all these stupid comments and this Twitters and because he's a twit. You know, the Twitters that twit like Eric Bischoff and Booker T and Al Snow. The twits Twitter. So, you know, over there with their buddy Elon Musk over there. But, um. As the twits Twitter and give their information in mind to just couldn't stand listening to Booger T's spewing out garbage out of his mouth and kissing the corporate ass there. You know, if you look real close when you see one of his shows, I'm pretty sure you can see either Triple H or Vince McMahon's ass right in front of his face so he can kiss it. Um, that's kind of what I like about um, Conan. He's not a kiss ass. He speaks his mind. He don't care. I'm more in touch or enjoy listening to people that are more like that and don't just sit there and spew whatever is told to them because they want to make sure they don't want to make the boss mad. That's what doesn't create continuity. It doesn't create creativity. It doesn't create a better work environment. Or a better situation for people of you to sit there, kiss ass, and do whatever you have to do. Because you want to keep that check rolling in. I mean, I get it. Everybody has bills. I got bills. Everybody does. And I'm not going to say I'm completely against a company story. I'm, and that's why I'm doing this. This is more from the heart than what I was doing before. Just going over shows of wrestling. And going over what went on in the week and this show and that show. I mean, we're going to talk about that later on. I just wanted to get these people off my chest. Because I have disdain for them. I have disdain for them. I think they're pompous assholes. Not Booger T so much. He's not a pompous asshole. He's just a kiss ass. But Eric Bischoff, Al Snow, pompous. 
real pompous, self-loathing type of people that just sit there and love listening to themselves and talk about how great they are and how they did everything so perfectly. Al, before you go insulting fans and saying they shouldn't be talking or telling about wrestling, this is the guy that stood there with a mannequin head and said the words, we need head, and bounced it up and down and made it look like uh, um, torturing a woman. <laughs> you sat there with that stupid head. And honestly, when you... I mean, nowadays, don't get me wrong. You know wrestling. You're a good wrestler. I know you don't want that coming from a fan. But you're a good wrestler. When you got away from that stupid gimmick... And you did actual wrestling and stuff. More the TNA type of stuff. You're pretty good. I liked you then. I couldn't stand watching you. You were a joke in ECW. 100% a joke. If you didn't think so. Just check yourself. Because all you were there for was a laugh and a punchline. You weren't on there to be any... You know, true wrestler. Or even a great character. There was a lot of great characters in ECW. Um, Raven. An amazing character. Especially how he developed himself over and over again into different characters. And made himself into different people. Throughout WWE. ECW. Um, uh, WWE ECW. WCW. TNA. If you really want to check out a guy that's really good at getting characters or creating characters and transitioning themselves into different characters, check out all the stuff that Raven did. Not just as Raven, as Johnny Polo and all this and the different types of Ravens he did. So if you really want to check. So just a half hour this week, people. Hopefully you like this. Hopefully you give me some more ideas to talk about. If you want, hit us up in the message. So, the call of action, people. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us get the podcast out to people, and it helps you to know where we are. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Pod, and where you find your favorite card podcast. And the final word of the day, I'm your host, Leroy, and thank you for listening and joining us, and as you can join us every Sunday for the show. No particular time, but every Sunday.